1: we go to Lord's Cricket Ground. Don't forget to visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel, London Visited, to see videos covering this place and so many others across London. Also, if you love the podcast and the channel, why not join us as a member? Join our group of what we like to call our London Visited Crown Jewels, where there are many different benefits, including a members-only monthly podcast. Have a look by going to patreon.com forward slash London Visited. And now to this week's podcast. Lord's Cricket Ground commonly known as Lord's is a cricket venue in St John's Wood named after its founder Thomas Lord it's owned by the Marylebone Cricket Club the MCC and is home to the Middlesex County Cricket Club the England and Wales Cricket Board the ECB and the European Cricket Council ECC and until August 2005 the International Cricket Council the ICC Lord's is widely referred to as the home of cricket and is the home to the world's oldest sporting museum Lord's today is not on its original site it is the third of three grounds that Lord established between 1787 and 1814. His first ground, now referred to as Lord's Old Ground, was where Dorset Square now stands. His second ground, Lord's Middle Ground, was used from 1811 to 1813 before being abandoned to make way for the construction through its outfield of the Regent's Canal. The present Lord's Ground is about 250 yards, 230 meters, northwest of the site of the Middle Ground. The ground can hold 30,000 spectators. Proposals are being developed to increase the capacity and amenities. Acting on behalf of members of the White Conduit Club, and backed against any losses by George Finch, 9th Earl of Winchelsea, and Colonel Charles Lennox, Thomas Lord opened his first ground in May 1787 on the site where Dorset Square now stands, on land leased from the Portman estate. The White Conduit moved there from Islington, unhappy with the standard of the ground at the White Conduit Fields soon afterwards and reconstituted themselves as Marylebone Cricket Club (MCC). It was thought that the establishment of a new ground would offer more exclusivity to its members, with white conduit fields considered too far away from the fashionable Oxford Street and the West End. The first match played at the new ground saw Middlesex play Essex. In 1811, feeling obliged to relocate because of a rise in rent, Lord removed his turf and relaid his second ground. This was short-lived because it lay on the route decided by Parliament for the Regent's Canal, in addition to the ground being unpopular with patrons. The middle ground was on the estate of the Eyre family who offered Lord another plot nearby and he again relocated his turf. This new ground was originally a duck pond on a hill in St John's Wood, which gives rise to Lord's famous slope, which at the time was recorded as sloping down 6 feet 6 inches from northwest to southeast though in actuality the slope is 8 foot 1 inches The new ground was opened in the 1814 season with the MCC playing Hertfordshire in the first match on the ground on the 22nd of June, 1814. A tavern was built for Lord in 1813 to 1814, followed by a wooden pavilion in 1814. First-class cricket was first played on the present ground in July, 1814 with the MCC playing St John's Wood Cricket Club. The first century to be scored at the ground in first-class cricket was made by Frederick Woodbridge, 107 for Epsom against Middlesex, with Epsom's Felix Labrook, 116, recording the second century in the same match. The annual Eton versus Harrow match, which was played on the old ground in 1805, returned to the present ground on the 29th of July, 1818. From 1822, the fixture has almost an annual event at Lords. Lords witnessed the first double century to be made in first class cricket when William Ward scored 278 for the MCC. Against Norfolk in 1822. In 1820, the original pavilion, which had been recently renovated at great expense, was destroyed by a fire following the first Winchester versus Harrow match in July 1823, which destroyed nearly all of the original records of the MCC and the wider game. The pavilion was promptly rebuilt by Lord. In 1825, the future of the ground was placed in jeopardy when Lord proposed developing the ground with housing at a time. St. John's Wood was seeing rapid development. This was prevented by William Ward, who purchased the ground from Lord for £5,000. His purchase was celebrated in the following anonymous poem And all who frequent the ground named after Lord, on the list first and foremost should stand Mr. Ward. No man will deny, I am sure, when I say, that he's without a rival first bat of the day. And although he has grown a little too stout, even Matthews is bothered at bowling him out. He's our lifeblood and soul in this noblest of games, and yet on our praises he's many more claims — no pride although rich, condescending and free, and a well-informed man and a city MP." The first university match between Oxford and Cambridge was held at Lord's in 1827 at the instigation of Charles Wordsworth, establishing what would be the oldest first-class cricket fixture in the world until 2020. The ground remained under the ownership of Ward until 1835, after which it was handed over to James Dark. The pavilion was refurbished in 1838 with the addition of gas lighting. Around this time, Lord's could still be considered a county ground with open countryside to the north and west. Lord's was described by Lord Cotterslow in 1845 as being a primitive venue with low benches put in a circle around the ground at a good distance, providing seating for spectators. Improvements to the ground were gradually made with the introduction of a telegraph scoreboard in 1846. A small room was built on the north side of the pavilion in 1848 for professionals, providing them with a separate entrance to the field. In the same year, scorecards were introduced for the first time from a portable press and drainage was installed in 1849-1850. to The Australian Aboriginal cricket team toured England in 1868 with Lords hosting one of their matches to a mixed response, with the Times describing the tourists as a travesty upon cricketing at Lords, and the conquered natives of a convict colony. Dark proposed to part with his interest in the ground in 1863 for the fee of £15,000 for the remaining 29 and a half years of his lease. The agreement was reached in 1864 with Dark, who was seriously ill, selling his interests at Lords for £11,000. The landlord of the ground, Isaac Moses, offered to sell it outright for £21,000 in 1865, which was reduced to £18,150. In Puerto Rico, we call ourselves Boricua.
0: We are proud, passionate, and full of life. On our island, adventure finds you. Strangers, aren't strangers for long. The size of the audience doesn't change the beauty of the music and we celebrate every last ray of sun. Live Bonicua.
1: William Nicholson, who was a member of the MCC committee at the time, advanced the money on a mortgage. With his proposal for the MCC to buy the ground being unanimously passed at a special general meeting on the second of May, eighteen sixty-six. Following the purchase, a number of developments took place. These included the addition of cricket nets for players to practice and the construction of a grandstand designed by the architect Arthur Allum, which was built in the winter of eighteen sixty-seven to eighteen sixty-eight. And also provided accommodation for the press. This was funded by a private syndicate of MCC members from whom the MCC purchased the stand from in 1869. The condition of the Lord's wicket was heavily criticized in the 1860s due to its poor condition, with Frederick Gales suggesting 9 cricket grounds out of 10 within 20 miles of London would have a better wicket. The condition was deemed so poor as to be dangerous that Sussex refused to play there in 1864. By the 1860s and 1870s, the great social occasions of the season were the public schools match between Eton and Harrow. The university match between Oxford and Cambridge and the gentlemen players with all three matches attracting great crowds. Crowds became so large that they encroached onto the playing area which necessitated the introduction of the boundary system in 1866. Further crowd control measures were initiated in 1871 with the introduction of turnstiles. The pavilion was expanded in the mid 1860s, and shortly thereafter it was decided to replace the original tavern with a new construction, commencing in December 1867. At this time, the nascent country game was beginning to take shape, with Lords hosting more county matches. The pitches subsequently improved, with the umpires being responsible for their preparation. Middlesex County Cricket Club, which had been founded in 1864, began playing their home games at Lords in 1877 after vacating their ground in Chelsea, which had been considered a serious rival to lords given its noblemen backers. In 1873 to 1874, an embankment was constructed which would accommodate 4,000 spectators in four rows of seats. Four years later, a new lodge was constructed to replace the older lodge, along with a new workshop, stables and a storeroom at a cost of £1,000. To meet the ever-increasing demand to accommodate more spectators, a temporary stand was constructed on the eastern side of the ground. After many years of complaints regarding the poor condition of the Lord's pitch, the MCC took action by installing Percy Pearce as ground superintendent in 1874. Pearce had previously held the same position at the county ground hove. His appointment vastly improved the condition of the wicket, with the standard describing them as faultless. The Australian cricket team, captained by Dave Gregory, first visited Lords on the 27th of May 1878. Defeating their MCC hosts by nine wickets. This was considered a shock result and established not only the fame of the Australian team, but also the rivalry between England and Australia. Lords hosted its first Test match during the 1884 Ashes, becoming the third venue in England to host Test cricket after the Oval and Old Trafford. The match was won by England by an innings and five runs, with England's A.G. Steele and Edmund Peat. Recording the first Test Century and Five Wicket Hall at Lords, respectively. As part of the Golden Jubilee celebrations for Queen Victoria in 1887, the Kings of Belgium, Denmark, Saxony, and Portugal attended Lords. It was noted that none of them had a grasp of cricket. In the same year, Lords hosted the MCC's 100th anniversary celebrations, with the MCC playing a celebratory match against England. With only a two tiered covered grandstand and both increasing membership and spectator numbers, it was decided to build a new pavilion at the cost of £21,000. Construction on this pavilion, which was designed by Thomas Verity, took place in 1889-1890. The pavilion it replaced was relocated and painstakingly rebuilt on an estate in Sussex, where it lived out to its days as a glorified garden shed. Soon after this, the MCC purchased land to the east, known today as the Nursery Ground. This had previously been a market garden known as Henderson's Nursery, Which had grown pineapples and tulips. The ground was subsequently threatened by the Manchester, Sheffield, and Lincolnshire Railways' attempts to purchase the area for their line into Marylebone Station. After considering the company's offer, the MCC relinquished a strip of land bordering Wellington Road and was given in exchange the Clergy Orphan School to the south in order to build the railway into Marylebone Station. The nursery ground had to be dug up to allow tunnels to be constructed between 1894 and 1898, Using the cut and cover method. Once completed, the railway company laid the new pitch. It was rumored that subsequent tuddling under Wellington Road provided the banking for the mound stand, which was constructed in 1898 and 1899 on an area previously occupied by tennis and racquets courts. The rapid development of Lord's was not well met by some, with critics suggesting Thomas Lord would turn in his grave at Lord's expansion. 1899 saw Albert Trott hit a six over the pavilion. While playing for the MCC against the touring Australians, remaining as of 2022 the only batsman to do so. The Imperial Cricket Conference was founded by England, Australia, and South Africa in 1909, with Lords serving as its headquarters. Lords hosted three of nine Test matches in the ill fated 1912 Triangular Tournament, which was organised by the South African millionaire Sir A. Bailey. The ground centenary was commemorated in June 1914 with a match between MCC, whose team was selected from the touring party from the recent tour of South Africa, and a rest of England team. The rest of England won the three-day match by an innings and 189 runs. Lords was requisitioned by the Army during the First World War, accommodating the Territorial Army, Royal Army Medics Corps, RAMC, and Royal Army Service Corps. Both cooking and wireless instruction classes were held at the ground for military personnel. Once the RAMC departed, The War Office used the nursery ground and other buildings as a training center for Royal Artillery Cadets. The pavilion and its long room were used throughout the war for manufacture of hay nets for horses on the Western Front. Though requisitioned, Lords held several charity cricket matches during the war, featuring military teams from various territories of the British Empire. These matches were well attended, and one such match in 1918 between England and the Dominions was attended by George V and the Duke of Connaught. So I hope you've enjoyed our first look at Lord's Cricket Ground. We'll be back next time with part two. If you'd like to make contact with us or suggest any places you'd like us to feature in future podcasts, you can let me know through our website, londonvisited.co.uk, or through our social media. It's that easy. Thanks for listening and really hope you've enjoyed our podcast. And we'll see you next week for part two. Thanks for listening and please don't forget to subscribe to get more shows direct to your device. Also, why not visit our London Visited YouTube channel to get even more of London. Catch you soon on the next one.